starters at the bar! You right there, fellas? What are we having, then? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, um, I'll have a single measure, please. And, Rob, it's on me. What would you like? Oh, cheers, Cam. Uh, I think I'll get a double measure, please. OK, I do apologise. I'm slightly new here. Um, what do you get in that single measure? Yeah, I've not seen you here before. Um, OK, so the single measure, uh, which I, this is why I'm going to have it, because I love it. OK, yeah, so you get access to the last orders after show. 10% off all merch in the store and also access to exclusive patron feed posts. And what do you get in your double measure there, Rob? Well, actually, interesting. You get all of that, what Cam's having in his single measure, but you also get access to the extended guest interviews. So wow. for Ooh. £5, that's that's a real steal, yeah, actually. Because I know the cost is, is £2.50 uh, for the single measure there, Cam, and it's £5 for the double measure there, Rob. Yeah, I think the double measure is really good value, that, doesn't I think- it? Do you know what I think I might treat myself? I think I might go for the double measure as well. Look, you know what, Barman? We'll have two double measures, please. Two double measures coming up. That's right, guys. We're taking the photography bar to the next level. And starting in May, we're going to have exclusive content arriving on Patreon. So make sure you sign up at the start of May, uh, ready for this exclusive content that's coming your way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic edition of the photography bar podcast that really didn't sound very exciting did it guys but um but uh, really? uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i did i sort of uh, the words came out and i didn't sound enthused by it but hopefully the listeners know that uh we are excited to be here rejoined once again by our own mark densom here back in the photography bar after uh, his absence last week hello hello how are you all doing you're right yes, you've got, you got time for us this week mark yeah <laughs> uh yeah yeah just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Although actually um, you did feature because you were part of the first ever Last Orders <laughs> after show when you phoned in as our first ever caller. Oh yes. <laughs> yes you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Great show as always, guys. You know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> okay, so we've all got um, some, some things to talk about here today and uh, we're going to get straight into it. So I want to talk about something here to begin with, guys. And okay. uh, my partner, Charlie, I should say my fiance, Charlie, um, <laughs> <laughs> she tag me in a tweet on the twitter is that what we say on the on the twitter and um on the twitter on the twitter and it was a photo of uh, i can't remember the celebrity's name now uh, again showing my journalistic integrity here but um he tweeted a photo a photographer taken of him and his family uh, some time ago before the pandemic where he did a, a group shot of like the couples i'm not making fun of anyone here okay but it's just quite funny he uh he did a, a group shot of, like the couples in the family if that makes sense and okay. um and so they had the mum and the dad together and they had the uh sister and boyfriend together but the son didn't have a girlfriend right or a boyfriend and um so the photographer said that's fine you just you just stand on your own <laughs> a bit to the side so he took this group shot of mum and dad in the middle sister and boyfriend spaced out to the right and then son spaced out on his own to the left and it just looks really really funny so uh, i'm not making fun of anyone here because posing can be difficult at times but i thought it'd be good to talk about posing in general and obviously Cam, um, Cam, me and you do a lot of wedding posing. Mark does as well, to be fair. But I was going to actually pick Mark up and yep. say that, um, Mark, you do a lot a, a lot of posing with families. It's kind of the bread and butter of what you do as far as your portraits go. Yeah. Um, you know, what can you tell us, what can you tell the listeners about posing? And have you had any awkward situations like that where there's one person left out of a, a combination you want to put together? Or No, I mean, the only awkward um, bits I've had is when 
actually it's, it's normally teenagers that create the awkward stuff they don't want to be there and they don't want to get close to the family so mm. you sometimes get like a group and a little space and then the person who didn't really want to be part of it that's only happened to me a couple of times um but yeah i mean i think um i mean we're posing what i do with the family stuff it's not really posing to be fair it's just like getting them together in a way that i know i can see them all and, and looks good it's just positioning really and then try and keep it natural try and make them laugh play little silly games with them and stuff like that i think more posing and traditional type is more when i do the weddings to be honest because right, you yeah, okay do you know what i mean yeah but yeah it, i mean it's all about making sure you're good with people i suppose i mean that is half my job really is directing people and making sure that people uh can hear me and i'm concise and you know all that kind of stuff really mm. and the Yes, it's the same for you guys when you're when you're doing your weddings, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of the things I say that as a photographer, when you're at a wedding, you know, uh, a small part of what you're doing is actually taking photos, because um, you you are really there just organising the day um, and, and people as well, and you've got and and if you are the type of person, doesn't matter how good a photographer you are, it could be a brilliant photographer. But if you're no good with people and if you don't have the enthusiasm, sorry, not the enthusiasm, the confidence to be able to shout above people, to, you know, organise a group of people, whether whether you're organising one person, two people or a group of 400 people, then you're probably not cut out to be a wedding photographer. Um, you know, if you're expecting to hide behind your camera and a lot of people, and I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, a lot of people have gone in, uh, you know, for, going back for many years, the whole, you know, uh, I do, you know, all the natural photos at a wedding that that's my style. I don't get into all that post stuffiness and all I think, I think half of that is down to lack of confidence. They don't want to do that. They, they don't have the ability to be able to, um, you know, command a, uh, whether it's a large group of people or a small group of people. Now that's, that may sound harsh, and it, I was going to say, it, it does sound a bit harsh, yeah. It does. <laughs> but, Robert, it, but Robert, actually, the serious side of it, it's the make or break between uh, absolutely ruining somebody's wedding day uh, because a yeah, photographer true. can very easily do that. A photographer, if a photographer does not know how to organise people and organise a day mm. and do it in a way where it's so slick and that the bride and groom and the guests absolutely love it and don't realise that you're doing that, you can overrun with your times. You may end up missing some vital photos that the bride and groom might well say on the day, oh, don't worry, we've run out of time. It doesn't matter now. But after the event, they will complain. Why didn't you get those pictures that we asked for? Yeah. yeah okay, I see what you're so- saying there. I think that uh, I think I think that if you're doing that and you haven't got the experience, you know, to be doing it professionally, then that's, that's different. But if you're um, – I think a wedding is so final, isn't it, I suppose. But I suppose mm. that – obviously, you don't want to be doing it, but I suppose that with something like a portrait – you could always, if you really wanted to, at a cost of your own time, bring them back in if you had a disaster, couldn't you? But a wedding is very much yes. final. Obviously, you don't want to be doing that. I'm sure, Mark, you know, you do all your portraits and I'm sure you'd, you'd, what must be a nightmare to think that you have to bring someone back in. I'm sure that's never happened to you. But um, um, to be fair, it has. And the only time it has happened is because, is if that in, basically a child isn't... Oh, right. it isn't up for it for, for whatever reason. So, yeah. I mean, I, I did a shoot the other week and, and you know... We, also with portraiture you you have a set amount of time in the studio because you've got other clients coming in and yeah. and the baby just wanted feeding like the whole shoot that's oh, all the gosh. baby wanted to do and and obviously you're 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 a new dad rob you know there's no routine with babies so <laughs> yeah. you know you can't force a baby 
to to do something a baby doesn't want to do especially yeah. if what they want to do is have 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 some grubs so yeah. you have to just say you know what that we, we can't do this today we have to get you in another day because that makes sense yeah and that's and that's at no fault of you know your ability to to you know um work with people or whatever that is just you know it's one of those things you can't control on the day there it? is so, elements you can't you know, control exactly yeah so yeah because at a wedding um, yeah sorry um, go on, Ken. you know what's going to happen at a wedding is a, the bride and groom and the family and friends will say well it was your job to do it why didn't you that's why we paid you as a photographer to get the photos that we wanted you know and you've got to make those photos happen as well you've got you've and and that means that you've got to have that confidence to be able to do it and it's just the same as if you know um you know you're doing a job and you've got maybe a celebrity in front of you or something um you know or a group yeah that's right yeah or a group of award winners <laughs> who have had a bit too much to drink on an awards evening and you've got to get that picture because it's the picture because the following day when it goes to press or you know when it goes to social media if you haven't got that picture or it's not a good picture you can't turn around and say well they'd all had a bit too much to drink i couldn't get their attention you You've got to do it. You've got to. You've got to command that, you know. And and it's only through experience that I, that that's allowed me to be able to. Um, uh, and Robert, it's the same with you, Mark, and, and it's the same with you. That I could, if I had a group of a thousand people in front of me that I had to take a big group photo of, I would be completely comfortable in organising that group of people. And I think we all would be here because we've had the experience, and you can only do it through experience. You know that because there's a there's a way of doing it and going about it and making sure that they listen to you as well in actual fact that reminds me of uh, well i think it's a funny story anyway but um it's going back a few years now but we were doing a big italian wedding and you weren't there cam uh, this was in the evening and there was a big group shot we had to get a shot of everyone together i believe it was and um, i was calling them out i think i had the um the wedding uh, what do they call them again? The wedding organizer, the worst person that directs wedding planner. The wedding. Well, no, no, like the, the hotel or wedding. What do they call that? That that position? Master of ceremonies? No, not master of ceremonies. Well, no, just, a, no. just the hotel, just the wedding planner on the wedding day. coordinator. Wedding wedding coordinator. That's, coordinator. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. The wedding coordinator. Uh, I had his megaphone, and uh, I was calling out to everyone, and I was doing it loud. I've got no problem doing that with people. I don't mind, you know, organizing people and whatnot, even if I am about four foot tall and they can't see me half the time, but. Um, but they weren't responding to me. And I was like, what is going on here? Then I realized that the people that weren't responding were the older Italian people that didn't really speak much English. They didn't have a clue what I was saying. So then I got the best man to start feeding me what I wanted to say in Italian. And I started piping Italian through the uh, megaphone instead. And lo and behold, they all started to move where I wanted them. But that was just quite a funny mm. moment where, mm. you know, I was like, why aren't they, why aren't they listening to me? Do they just not, <laughs> do they just not want me here? Do they just not mm. respect my, my, uh, my, authority and and normally, not, not that i have authority <laughs> but you know what yeah. i mean normally um, you can't. But yeah it was just that clear communication they didn't speak the language very well so i tried my best to to communicate that and eventually it was fine but it was just quite funny really how it played out and normally the worst people to rely on are the best man in the ushers to do all of this at a wedding so don't think well i've got the best man in the ushers because they will just go they will just disappear and usually they're not confident in calling people out so they don't do it they go looking for people and that's the last thing you need you just need somebody to stand there and shout for you know those camp i think I think people. it's less to do with them being confident and calling out and more to do with they think that it's not appropriate to shout 
at a wedding and start yeah. shouting people out. Whereas we yeah. know that it's fine to do that just to organise people. It's not you're, yeah. not you're going, oi, come over here. Yeah, and there's a way of doing it. I mean, we might sound, oh, well, we're shouting at a wedding and whatever, but, but we are, but we're doing it in a way that's just completely normal and in done in a very relaxed way as well. We get it done. It's really quick. And then, and Robert, you know, the number of people that say to us every time at a wedding, wow, you guys are amazing. You know, that, that was the the quickest I've ever been seeing group photos done at a wedding. That was incredible. You know, you just sort of, took command of it and again that just is from experience i'm not just saying oh yeah we know how to do it that's taken years of experience and somebody's showing me how to do that and to do it effectively yeah um, and to be fair you said uh, when you first sort of started talking about this cam you said that um you, if you're not cut out to do it if you haven't got the confidence to go out and and you know control people and whatnot mm. i disagree with that slightly because you can learn you have to learn that confidence as well so it's not a case of you haven't got that confidence right now sell your gear <laughs> you're never gonna maybe it's a bit harsh because <laughs> yeah. 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 like i had to learn that confidence i've not always yeah. been confident with that yeah and you put me in it and thankfully you know i can appreciate it you know now at the time it's a bit daunting but i appreciate it because mm. you put me in positions where i had to sort of do it it was do or die mm. and the more you do that the more you actually start to not like to worry less about it isn't it and then that confidence comes and that's what's got me to this point yeah. not trying then- to uh not trying to you know uh make your head what they call it what they say i'm not trying to make your head much bigger yeah that's the one yeah, but, that's right but you did do that for me you know you gave yeah. me all that confidence yeah so. and the thing is it, it it knocks on has a knock-on effect to every job that you do you know you think of the the number of other jobs that we do robert the events and things where it's noisy in there as i said you know people have had too much to drink um some of them are a little bit up themselves because their their job position whatever their role and everything you just don't take any nonsense you say look i'm gonna mm. do it i need you and i need you now right you know um, and that's the you have to you have to uh, but it's a fine line of sort of saying it but doing it in such a way where they don't take where they don't take offense you know absolutely um, yeah. but you've got to walk away from a job knowing that i've got everything that i needed to get and that was asked for very rarely can you walk away thinking i didn't get those shots but because they just weren't having it they just weren't having it. yeah there are situations where that might happen but you know that you've covered yourself in other ways and even though you've cleared it with the organisers before you actually go or the planner, look, I can't get the shot because of this, this and this. And they say, look, don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. But even still, they can still question you about it again the next day. They may end up saying, oh, we'll use another photographer next time. You know, so you've got to you've got to have the confidence. You've got to gain that confidence to do. And you know what? A lot of photographers don't like doing it. And that's why a lot of people don't get into weddings. And I understand that because they just don't like that pressure. Um, of having to do those things because regardless of what you say at a wedding you still have to do group photos um you know i don't care what anyone says where a photographer says no i don't do any of those because every bride and groom wants some family photos yeah i think you're spot on there cam and just before we move on to the next topic guys Hmm. um mark are you trying to say something there or did i cut you off no, no, not at all. I was just agreeing really what Cam's saying. I mean, I, I find a lot of when talks, oh, I don't do these, the, the family mm. shots. And even <laughs> you get some Brian and Coons going, oh, we don't really want the, the you know, the, 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 the traditional group oh, shots, you know, it's who, and they do. Yeah. And, yeah. And when anyone says that to me in a wedding consultation, I'll take it with a pinch of salt and I go, yeah. well, have a think about that, guys, because I reckon at very least you want some immediate family shots with yeah. your mum and your dad and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's- You'll probably regret it afterwards if you don't. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm probably yeah. So I kind of insist on doing them. Um, I I understand that they're very. I think you're right as far as a lot of photographers are a bit scared of of directing people. 
but also I think there is a bit of a snobbery when it comes to traditional wedding shots as well. I think a lot of people, you know, you have this sort of idea in your head of, of I suppose, bad wedding photography, do you know what I mean? And it's the traditional sort of standing up straight and it all seems quite stiff and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people have a bit of a snobbery against it, which is probably another reason why they go, oh, I don't like doing that. Mm. Um, but you, you got to do it. It's, it's part of it. You and know? I think part of think that, why they don't fact, like... In actual fact, I think we should bank a little bit of this for our after show and expand this a little bit more. Okay. And right. we'll move and we'll shift things along here, moving into the yeah. into the next topic, guys. Okay, yeah. And um, so, idea. Cam, you're gonna okay. you're gonna you're gonna t- drive us into the next into the I next thing. I am actually. Thing. Now, I am um, because obviously we're not uh, we're not able to get into the actual bar to record this, and everyone knows that we're doing it sort of remotely. Um, I've come quite, in this bar, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. I've mm-hmm. come in this morning into the office to you know to to do the recording, and um, and I decided to come on my bike today because uh, it's we're recording this on the bank holiday Monday. Um, it's right to say that, isn't it? I think so. And uh, yeah. so I thought, you know what? I'm not going to need my car. I'm going to go on my bike. And um, I've come into the office and I've got a really runny nose. My right eye keeps on watering and it's my hay fever has kicked in. Mm. And I get it bad every year. And there's a certain time yeah. of year that I get it really bad. And it, and it's never been any different. And uh, frankly, it's a pain. It's a pain in the backside. It really is because yeah. it doesn't matter what medication I've tried. Different medications work at different times, but it always affects my right eye, and I always get a runny nose. And it's terrible if I'm out on a job and I'm blowing my nose and mm. wiping my eyes and that type of thing. People ask me, "Are you okay?" You just you know, get, that, I thought you just got really emotional. Like, yeah, I do. Down. Right, like I'm wiping yeah. my eye now. Now yeah. it's it, now it is a pain for photographers, particularly. Well, it doesn't matter what sort of job you're at, whether you're at a wedding or whether you're on a, a shoot, a product shoot with a client, you know, in a studio, and your nose keeps running. Because there are certain days when I'm absolutely fine. I think, oh wow, great, I feel absolutely fine today, and I have no idea why I feel okay. You know, obviously the because when I look at the the weather forecasts and they give the pollen, there's some days when the pollen count is high, but I, I feel absolutely fine. And some days when it's low. You know, and obviously coming on my bike today, it's a little bit windy out there and it's, and it's it's aggravated that a little bit more. But I, when I woke up this morning, I could feel it as well. So I'd be interested to know that, you know, how other photographers cope with that because it's, well, getting, might, more, it's getting more and more common now as well. I might have a little answer for you there, Kat. Oh, right, yeah. I remember when, um, it might not be for everything, but because I suffer from it as well quite, mm-hmm. quite badly. Right. Um, and I have to have nasal stuff, eye stuff and yeah. the tablets to, to really sort of kick it into yeah. check. And, um, but one of the other things, because when I got diagnosed, you know, when I went to the doctor said, yeah, you've got, you've got yeah. hay fever. It was when I was a kid, it was just before my GCSEs. And one of my questions was, I was, I, you know, I was quite worried. I'm going to be taking these GCSEs and I'm going to be streaming and, you know, all this <laughs> Crikey, kind of stuff. Yeah. And the doctor said, no, don't worry. Because actually one of the, the, the natural, um, sort of, uh, defenses against hay fever is adrenaline. So right. if you're worried or if you're nervous about something or excited about something or mm. something, it actually kicks back the hay fever. Right. Ah, okay. So if you are actually shooting a wedding, yeah. Um, and you, I mean, I always get a little nervous before a wedding. Mm. I think it's only, um, maybe nervous is the wrong word, but you, 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 you're yeah, not on I think apprehensive. It's, uh, no, apprehensive. I think it's more, there's a fine line between nervousness, anxiety, and excitement, isn't there? Apparently it's the same, yeah. it's actually the same hormones that cause like anxiety yeah. and, and excitement. So but you're thinking about things that you've got to get yeah. and, you know, you, you're yeah. on it and, and yeah. you, you know you can't get it wrong and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So you, you, you're not, you're out of your comfort zone, aren't you? And that adds to that adrenaline. 
yeah. and so therefore kicks yeah. back your hay fever. There you go. That's yeah, that's really interesting actually because I know there are times when you know when your mind is taken off it completely because you're so engrossed in something you just forget it or you just get through things don't you and I've always got through mm. it but it is just uh, it is just a, a, a real pain and but moving on from that I wanted to talk about also about that's like a, a health thing but I wanted to talk a little bit about that about um as photographers the importance of keeping fit now I know we all generally work out we've got our own you know routines that we do and everything mm. Mark you do your stuff Robert I know you do a lot of running and I do various other things as well and but but the importance of keeping fit as photographers, I think that passes a lot of photographers by. Um, that uh, I think a lot of photographers just are so unfit. And when you've got the amount of gear to, that, you know, that we carry around as well, and you have to um, uh, get by to get through a whole day sometimes. And, you know, even if you're doing a wedding shoot, it's tiring. You ought to carry gear around with you. You're charging from one place to the other. You know, you've got to park your car somewhere. You, you get out. You have to walk quickly. You run. Up, you run. Sometimes you've got to have that fitness, and you've got to maintain that fitness, haven't you? Um, and that's always been that the time. Back- cam that sorry, I really just jumped in there, didn't I? But that's what- do you remember that time that we were at a wedding and the groom was arriving? He was flying himself there in a helicopter, and we were there, and we were like, right, yeah, we got we've got a few minutes. He's not due to be here yet. And all of a sudden, we heard this helicopter, and we were like, oh, bugger! <laughs> I think it was more fruitful <laughs> language than that um we need to get over there quick so we we just got the gear as quick as we could and just legged it over to where he was landing and we got it yeah. still it was fine yeah but we had to be able to get there you know we couldn't just yeah. say oh we're gonna miss that now i'm not running you know yeah and it's all sorts of things because i know that um i know that going back over the last few years i had a bit of a problem with my left shoulder and i, and I put it down to um uh you know the the camera's lifting cameras and camera bags it was always you know you always used your you know your, the, the same hand or arm didn't you? use predominantly and and i you know and i could almost feel my arms like pulling out of the the socket at times in certain motions you know and i and i put it and really it came down to constant use of cameras and picking the camera up it's over the shoulder the the camera straps and everything and what did actually help was buying um, one of the, um, what do you call it? Uh, I mean, we call it the strap-ons, don't we? But the harness type of things. Yeah. Um, right. And that that had a huge help. Um, and I know I went to uh, the doctors about something. This is going back probably about three years ago. And while I was uh, while I was at the doctor, I just mentioned my shoulder. And he said, okay, well, go and have an x-ray. And when I had an x-ray, they said it was the early sign, very early signs of osteoarthritis. So I read up about it and um, it was saying that the, one of the best things to do for that is weight training and keeping strength. And I'd already been working out with a personal trainer for about a year and a half before that anyway, who'd really helped it because I told him about that and he was giving me the right exercises. And I've continued that to this day. And since then, I've never had an issue with it. The pain is gone. I can do anything mm. now because one, I'm, I was, I'm conscious of how I do certain things, but in actual fact, strengthening it and doing some weight training every week more or less, you know, as a lot of time you go phases without it or you just have a break from it. Yeah. It's really helped. So it, it saved having to take medication also, and that type Cam, of thing. Your gear has gotten lighter, hasn't it? Well, the gear's got lighter, but at the same time, there's a lot more gear now as well, Robert. There's more gear. <laughs> but if you think about how, how heavy your DSLR was when you had yeah. your D4s, D3s and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, to what you yeah, yeah. use now, yeah. it's like a much lighter mirrorless system. Yeah. Not, I feel like we always bang on about mirrorless, so I don't want to go down we, that we, well. We do but... a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's Mark saying, yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, we do, definitely. 
Um, but yeah, you, the kit is getting a bit lighter. There might be more of it, but it's not all being carried at once. And you've got different shoulder supports now, Cam, that you use. Like, it's, Bags you are better. You used to just not use a camera strap, but you wouldn't yeah. even hold, you just hold it freehand, if that makes sense. I did, no strap yeah. at all, whereas now yeah. you use the, what we call the strap-ons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but those harnesses are brilliant. I mean, oh, I remember yeah. not not having them. You know, especially when you're lugging two cameras around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, with with the because the camera straps are useless really, yeah. I always find they're 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 not not great. But those those harnesses can work really well. Yeah. I mean, going back to the, the keeping fit thing, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean I'm, a lot of people said, you know, during lockdown, you know, people put on weight. And I found that very much so because we don't sit in front of a computer for all our jobs, like a lot of people do. You know, I know there's an element of that, but yeah, I don't know about, but you know, entertaining kids whilst trying to take pictures of them, is hard physical work. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. and so is doing weddings and and all that. I remember I was photographing um, some kids and I was doing my stuff to try and keep them entertained and 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 what have you. And the mum turned around and said, "You must be quite fit." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because of what you're, you know, you do this every day, and I'm like, yeah, well, I don't consider myself fit. I consider myself slightly overweight, but nevertheless, um, it, what we do is quite a, yeah. an active thing as well. So, Robert, you and yeah. I, we were, me and Jordan were in a job, weren't we, a couple of weeks ago in Portsmouth for a couple of days, and. Mm. I don't think we actually sat down all day because we couldn't even have lunch sitting down because there were no places open where we could go and sit down and actually eat. And when we got to the end of the shoot that day, and I think we started at 8.30 and we finished around 5.30, we then had some more filming to do where we had to do a walkthrough around the city centre, didn't we, Portsmouth? That's right. Um, Okay. And uh, basically I worked out, I can't remember what it was, but I think we did about 28,000 steps that day. And then we had the same the day after, pretty much, probably about 25,000. And we were on our feet all day, walking from one location to another and carrying a gear. Sometimes it would go into the car, but we'd have to go up and down stairs. Occasionally there was a lift, all of those things. But, you know, it was like, oh, could you go down to the car to go and get this? But it was four floors down and you couldn't get in the lift or whatever reason, you know, uh, you couldn't get the trolley and the lift to take all the gear up. So you had to come up and down the stairs. It's surprising how fit you need to be to be able to do that and to be able to do that job successfully. So yeah, my tip yeah. for photographers out there is, is if you don't keep fit and or those of you that are sort of new into the photography industry is make sure that you that you 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 start to. Um, I think that going back to what we said at the, in the first topic though about confidence one, I think if you feel physically capable to do the job, mm. you feel better about doing it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You don't feel intimidated by the fact that, Oh, I've got to go and walk with the bride and groom now around this this huge venue. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm I'm good to go. Just got to do what I've got to do, and not even not even be able, not even really think about. Oh my god, I need to catch my breath. Or, <laughs> yeah, what so, I mean? yeah, 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 you, yeah. And or you know, if you if you're on a commercial shoot on a construction site and you've got to go up and down hundreds of stairs, you know, or you've got to get on and get into a, onto a, a crane to go up high, and then you've got to come down, then you've got to walk to the other end of the site, or inevitably you you arrive on site, you have to go through your what's that um, health and safety thing that. Uh, meeting they have normally it's normally do robert oh okay okay induction induction yeah yeah you get on a building site and then you go to the office you every half hour induction and and your first shoot is right over the other end of the site and you know and you've got to carry all your gear over there but you can't get your car over there and all of that but you know what you say about the construction stuff and i completely agree with you but there was that job we had before the lockdown i think it was 2018 or 19 where 
possibly my favourite job we've ever done. All we <laughs> we had to do was they were deconstructing a, um, a bridge over a, a dual carriageway in Bedford. Yeah. And uh, we had to monitor the cameras doing a time lapse for like two days. <laughs> so someone had to be on site for, yeah. you know, we, so we did shifts through the night and through the day where all we had to do was sit on like a, a like a camping chair with with tea coffee and snacks yeah. and whatever else you wanted to do and just make sure the camera ticked over nicely and that was good that was a good lazy job but it was incredible <laughs> i do remember it was the hottest day of the year and it was yes, well into the right, 30s yeah. and my, and one of my shifts was on saturday from midday to about four o'clock yes, the hottest yeah. part of the day and there was no shade anywhere so i had to <laughs> sit there in all the high vis gear that was a hard hat jacket trousers boots yeah yeah and i had the night oh. shift i think so it was nice and cool for me and i think right, me yeah. and jordan did one together because he was flying the drone as well yeah that's right um, yeah. and yeah so it was much nicer in the evenings i have to say cam yeah that's right yeah <laughs> but yeah so photographers out there if you don't keep fit try and start to get yeah. keep fit get healthy if you're thinking of getting into the industry or you knew try and try and bring that into your into your working week as far as getting some good exercise it, it will help you um no end Perhaps we uh, we need to give this a little, you know. Perhaps we market this a little bit, guys. Put our little photography bar marketing on it, and uh, I've got I've got something to throw out here, right? Uh, yeah. Photography. <laughs> I thought you. It's a great idea. Yeah. So we'll start that. We'll put an app out or something. Yeah. We'll get our interns on the app, and it'll be like photography yoga. You know, photography. Are we going to do a class for everyone? I think it's a good yeah, idea. We should do a class. We should do a photography class. Okay. Well, what Stick are we... it on our Patreon site or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> tell you subscribe to the Patreon, everyone, please. I'll tell you what, why don't we oh, say God. this then? Everyone that's listening is what we want you to do, or this is my suggestion here, so if you disagree with it, um, between now and um, uh, next Thursday when you're listening to the show, what I'd like you to do, and change this if you guys, if you want to, is to do 10 press-ups for five out of the seven days. Just 10 press-ups. Yeah, that's fine. That's yes, not like that. That's, that's Unless you good... want to suggest something different. Well, I did actually have a bit of inspiration as you were talking there. And I okay. thought, I do a lot of running and I think we all do various bits and whatnot. I know Cam's not a fan of running, but we all do like workouts and running or whatever. Mm. And I was thinking, what if, or walks even, what if you did like a, a the photo- photography 5K challenge, right? That's what I'm going to throw this out there. It's not This isn't just some random 5K, right? What you do is 5K, 10K, whatever you can do. And every kilometre you stop where you are, Take a picture of the scene wherever you are. Yeah, that's a good idea. Now you can walk it or run it, can't you? Walk it or run. But you every kilometre, you stop. Take in the scene. Where are you? Yeah, take your picture. It's good because I, I, I really don't like. I do run. I run on and off, but I really don't enjoy it. And I I do a lot of other stuff as well. So running's not the only thing, but I really don't enjoy it. It's the least of my favourites. I don't don't know why I do it. So boring. Yeah, and I don't know why. I I know you love it, but I I wish I did love it. it. Yeah, so I so I try and mix up what I do. I do a bit of cycling, walking, a little bit of boxing, a little bit of general keep fit stuff, some weight training. So I mix it up all the time. But what I don't like doing is running. It's just a, so I'm, I don't beat myself over up over it. I just you know it's not the only thing to to really keep your fitness levels fitness levels up. But I quite like the idea of that of of, of going out and doing a walk and every kilometre take a picture. Mm. That's a good just idea one, actually. Just one picture. Yeah, just one picture. Yeah. Good stuff. Right, Mark, are you going to take us through into the next topic? Well, yes, it was just a, it was an article I read. And, and to be honest, I didn't actually read the article. It was just the headline. And I thought actually the headline was enough for me just to, um, to sort of get, get, get our sort of conversation going. And, oh, yeah. and the headline of this was uh, photography is easy. Art is hard. Oh. And I actually thought, yeah, you know, 
because for me that what that says to me is it's easy to sort of learn how to use your apertures and your shutter speeds and the, the sort of the technicalities and you know the rule of thirds and all the rules that you can learn about photography but actually the creative being that creative doing something new or something different um that's the hard part are you talking about the eye uh, yeah well the, the mysterious art eye. the eye yeah the, yeah I mean, the, the art of it, really. Yeah, no, that's what it all uh, comes down point. to, doesn't yeah. it? I think I well, get, it does. You know, we get people because we can saying, get stuck in doing the same thing again and again mm, and again, can't mm, you? So, mm, um, yeah, it's a really good point. I, you know, I get people saying, "Oh, uh, you know, if they want to show me a picture they've taken, either on their camera or on their phone." That people always make an apology first. Oh, let me show you this photo. Oh, but you're a photographer, so don't comment on the photo, right? You know, it's like you yeah. know, I'm, I'm not a photographer like you, right? You know, I hear that all the time. As I'm sure you guys do. And obviously we don't sort of be on that. And that's what, um, that's what you say to me, Cam, when you show me your yeah, picture. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> not true, not true. Yeah. And um, Well, to be fair, I did something similar, didn't I? Because I shared with you a video I did over the weekend. Mm. I, 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 and I was exactly the same. You know, I think the first thing I said was, I know I'm in dire need of a gimbal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, just to, an... because I knew it was judgery all the way through. And that yeah. was what was bothering me. Yeah. I'm no videographer. Yeah. And, and that was that same apology, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you sort of did that. Yeah, and what yeah. you did was really good. I was really impressed, actually. But but what I, what I found is that if I talk to people who are interested in photography, I'll say that, you know, the cam- the technical aspect of the camera, anybody can learn that. You can all learn shutter. Yeah. You can learn, learn how, you can learn how to use your camera. But knowing how to take a photo or how to see something is the mm. difference. And the simple reason why my photos are probably better than, you know, your, your average person that's, you know, a photographer at all, is purely because really the composition, uh, you know, mm. of how, where, of where I've taken that photo, when I've taken the photo, exactly what position that I've taken that photo and the timing of the photo. Now, Understanding things, of lighting as well, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. Those are all the things that the camera can't do for you. Okay, the, you know, the camera's not telling me when to take the photo. It's not telling me where to take the photo from. It's not telling me, uh, you know, uh, the lighting. It's not telling me the second I should click on that shutter. Okay, that's all down to me. So it's how we see things that makes us creative. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really good point because we've said before, haven't we, that you can be that technical. I think that I think possibly more so in the film days, you'd have someone that really knew how to get an exposure. Mm. You know what I mean? Get 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 it or develop. Say, yeah. Not that I can talk because I was probably not even about properly in in the. Well, I wasn't about properly in the film days, really. But um, certainly wasn't using a camera. But um, you know, I think now more so it is easier to pick up a camera and shoot. Whereas back in the film days, there was perhaps more to learn as far as getting your exposure, right? Would you say, guys? It yeah, was more I think, hard? Well, I would always say it was, uh, I mean, it, again, in a film, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the, po- on the podcast before, but I feel like with film, um, you had to be more on it as far as getting exposures and everything right. You had to know a bit more. But actually, I think the overall um, expectations were lower. I think your expectations are a lot higher now. So, for yeah. example, focus. You know, you, you look at some of the old French photographers, Robert Tourneur and all that, and actually, if you look closely, they're slightly soft, you know, not massively, and it's no fault of the photographer at all because it's just the equipment that they were using. These days, everything's got to be pin sharp, you know. If yeah, if the focus is on the bridge of the nose instead of the eyes, then yeah. it's, it's a bad photo now, isn't it? Absolutely. In a lot of people's There's, eyes, at least. 
yeah. yeah. No, I so, don't know whether I'd agree with you there, actually, Mark, because I think no? It, no, it's relative. What was happening now is what was happening back then as well. It's just all relative. Images still had to be perfect back then. But, you know, it's like now if we watch, you know. But perfect by those standards, though, Cam, sure. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. That's but my perfect. point. Yeah. The expectations yes. have, have gone higher. And it's. I would suggest it's easier in some respects to take a photo with a digital camera than it was in film. I'm not yes, definitely, because, su- suggesting otherwise yeah. because you can see the photo straight away. And mm. there's a lot of advantages that you didn't have in the film days, mm. but the, the expectations of everyone's pictures, like for example, weddings, you don't just shoot a roll of 36 anymore. Yeah. You have yeah. thousands of, yeah. and they've all got to be, you know, yes, okay. yeah, that's right. Yes. So yeah. there's an expectation rise since the film days, although yeah. I think shooting film was harder. Oh, um, yes, it was, but then we didn't know any different. I think we yeah, spoke about yeah, this, yeah, didn't yeah. we, Robert? Nah, right. But yeah. just, we didn't know it was any harder. We didn't know hmm. that digital didn't exist. Polaroids did, but we didn't. We never thought, okay, right, I'm going to shoot every picture on a Polaroid to see what I'm going to get because it just you couldn't do it. Time you couldn't afford it. Cost- I did actually confess, <laughs> didn't I, last week when you weren't here, Mark, that... Uh, that I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have become a photographer. I don't know if I could have done the film, uh, the film where things back in the day because I think it just would have sent me over the edge. Knowing you know, send send the, the rolls of film off to the lab. Does it come back correct? Does it not? But you and would have done would have, because. But yeah, yeah you, you wouldn't like have done because said, you though, You would have done a thing. Well, yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have known any different. But now, if I said mm. to you, Robert, you need to go and shoot this wedding, and you need to go and shoot shoot on film, you'd be petrified. As I think, probably ninety percent of photographers that are out there, out wedding photographers that are out there now, would be petrified. I would be it. concerned. If I, you know, well, I was shot on film for for uh, my first ever wedding was was film. Mm. That was back in two thousand and three. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, think, what, what I would do, the thing is what i would do is i'd probably get go and get a roll of like thinking about all outdoor pictures here okay because it's much harder inside but i'd get a, yeah. probably go and get a roll of 400 iso film possibly even 100 or 200 if i was outside you're obviously going to use your metering in your camera but what if that yeah. fails what if that's not accurate i'd probably put it on 125 and between f8 and 5.6 and all of my photos yeah. would be more than okay okay i'm not going to get those great depth of field shots necessarily the more those more creative ones but I know I would get really good exposure and generally get some really good pictures out of those. So you use an educated guest. And I think that educated guest is what a lot of photographers don't know now because we had no yeah. option. Because you think, hang on a minute, yeah. my meter's not working. Oh, God, I left my meter in the camera and some cameras didn't have a, a light meter built in them. So you had to just go. And then if you're doing whatever job that you're doing, and let's say a wedding, you, you, you set your group up, you walk back to your camera and the sun goes in. And whereas you took your light meter reading when the sun was out, and then you have to walk back to the people and you can't keep on doing that. So you'd, you'd have yeah. to know that, I've got to open up half a stop here. I've got to open, close down a stop here. So you 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 would know those things as sort of foolproof. And even now, I could pick up my camera and not look back at any pictures. Put it on one setting, or I would know what to set it on throughout a whole day with a wedding without looking back at any photos. And, and I'd be more than confident in in shooting every single picture at a wedding and not looking back at one picture until the end of the day. Um, I'd be absolutely Do you fine. Think- do you think we're now going on to digital? It gives the photographer more license to be creative. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, if you look at the style of how it's changed, you know, I think it goes without saying, doesn't it? When you when you talk about how it might just be in the film days, 
um or at least at one stage there was just those big family group shots and then mm. you're sort of done maybe or you do a cake shot or i don't i don't fully know because i haven't experienced yeah. it but you look at now how it's all about the narrative isn't it and you're telling that story and mm, as yeah. our favorite photographer says you get to document love <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, it, but it definitely has you know just in that style alone isn't it it's it, you can see that it's it's a lot more of a like a narrative kind of story building mm. process. It's a lot more forgiving it? now. There's a yes. lot more, there is a lot more rubbish out there. There's a lot more stuff that's amazing out there than ever before, yeah. but there's a lot more rubbish out there. Do you think, do you well. think we just see it though? Do you think there's always been rubbish out there, but we just see it because of social media, ease of access to I think it's more, yeah, anyway. we see it now, but it's always been there, but it's more snappy now. It's almost anything it's, goes. Yeah. There's more snappy of snaps. it, isn't there? It's less, it's less of a yeah. risk yes. now with, with the digital stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, there, there, there's, there's things that you can try that you probably wouldn't try with film. Yeah. Yes, uh, definitely. I mean, as, especially things like, you know, like Cameron's saying, it, it was a lot harder inside mm. with film. Mm. Yeah. Film wasn't as, for me, uh, it wasn't as great in lower light conditions as digital is. I mean, digital yeah. is so much more forgiving. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I like doing things like having this, like, backlit like I did it the other day, a bride and groom have the sun behind them back lit, use my flash to fill it in. Cause I did actually forget my reflector, uh, but use the flash to fill it in. So you've got that lovely sort of hail, like sort of yeah. rim lighting and stuff mm. in the film days. Would I have been as confident to give that a go? Maybe not. I don't know. No, I mean, I was, you would, yeah, you, you I was still... only, I probably didn't have as much experience on film as maybe you have camp. Cause I yeah. shot one wedding on film and after that yeah. it was all digital. Yeah. Um, so maybe I would have done, but um, yeah, I remember there was one me. shot that we we always used to do, and it was an essential picture. And it was a bride and groom. They'd be walking out of the church, and what you do is you change, you'd stop them in the church doorway, and they'd turn and look back at you. So you're standing in the church and they're looking back into yeah. the church. Obviously, you've got yeah. daylight outside, and when they're looking in, if yeah. you take a picture, they're just going to be silhouetted. Yeah, of course, you had to get that exposure bang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, you had and and you couldn't look back at your picture. So there were two settings that you knew that the picture was always going to be pretty much okay. Mm. It was going to be more than acceptable, and that was a setting that you had on your flash on the old Met CT one flash that I used to have. <laughs> and then you'd set your aperture and your um, shutter speed to the right setting. Of course, the ISO you couldn't adjust because you were mm. stuck with whatever ISO film that you had, and you had to get that picture right because that was such an essential. It was one of the classic pictures that you had to do. Yeah. Um, in actual fact, we don't even bother doing that picture now at a wedding. Um, it's 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 gone now. I don't see it. nobody ever asks for it. It's not relevant. I've it slows it things down. There. Yeah, um, I have. And actually, done. a silhouette can be nice. Can actually be nice with that. And yeah. that's the other thing. Uh, yeah. It's because you can do because we're shooting with digital. You got X amount of exposures. You know, you you can shoot the silhouette and you can shoot the other one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can have yeah. both. Because um, yeah. actually silhouettes can look really, really nice. Yeah, now. that's right. Yeah, but that picture yeah. there was about the bride and groom looking back into the church. Yeah. And it, it had to, you had to see the dress. Yeah. You had to see the faces. You had to see everything. And you had to balance the daylight that was behind them, that was outside. You couldn't do it so that they were balanced perfectly. And all you had was just like white coming out from a, you know, a, a, mm. a white highlight, a blowout or something. It had to all be balanced absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Um, now with digital, you can do it, but you just look back and then you say, oh, hang on a second, you tweak it. And I'm sure there's a lot of photographers, if they tried that, would be still wouldn't know what to do, even though we're shooting on digital. And if they did shoot mm. it, it would be potluck if they got it right for a lot of people as well um yeah. so yeah times change times move on don't they in different different yeah. ways of doing things 
Absolutely. But the creativity part of it, I mean, I, I always think that's that's the reason why you're a photographer, because like you said, anyone can learn how to use mm. the cameras and, and all that kind of, you know, the technical side of it yeah. is actually quite easy. Yeah. Um, it's having that edge. Yeah, that I'd, I'd argue makes... that if you were... If you were all about the tech, you'd probably just be selling the tech or pushing the tech at conventions and being a rep for a company if you were all about the tech side of it. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if you're actually, you know, passionate shooter, uh, then it's, yeah, like you say, it's because you you want to be doing something creative um, and fulfilling. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've not spoken to photographers that, uh, who know their who know the onions, as it were, shall we say. And then mm-hmm. when you see their actual photography, it's, it's not, you know, it's... It, it, <laughs> it's not great shall we oh, say it's scorning here it's scorching here on the bar say. yeah that's right yeah guys <laughs> okay can you hear that yes last orders at the bar last orders last at the bar, orders at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end get of... me a double <laughs> oh a double yeah. yes yep two singles <laughs> double measure double. please yeah <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna stick around for a bit longer here the bar is the bar's about to close up um jim uh photography bar bartender he's um he's just calling for last orders so we better get get our rounds in i think it's mark's turn for missing the show uh, last week and um <laughs> and uh, we're going to continue the conversation we're going to talk a little bit about uh what have been a bit more on that posing so i felt like we had a bit more to say on the posing side of things and we never really answered my initial question of you know posing how do you get around that kind of awkward posing situations and whatnot mm. we're going to go into that a little bit and i'd like to actually talk to mark about his video experience here for the first time the other day yeah sure well i've got a question i've got a sort of a video tech question for you guys as well which um i was going to ask you after we did this but i thought why not let's just do it let's just do it as part of the podcast let's do it um, well we're going to unpack all of that next on the last orders after show so guys once again please do share the podcast share this tell your friends we're going to take over the uk photography podcast scene and uh listener by listener we're going to laugh when you say that robert because it's just ridiculous isn't it (laughs) yeah that that huge category you know that huge category um but yes but please do please do tell a friend it helps the show a lot give us a review and um and sign up to the patreon you know like i say we've got the last orders after show and extended guest interviews every month so make sure you check that out we're getting ready for the full release at the start of may which it is now anyway so uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so ignore me but sign up to the patreon and we're going to catch you on the next one